Welcome in, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Hanging out in the studio today. That was fun talking with Richard on the uh, last hour. Don't forget, if you uh, miss a show, uh, Bill George has made it part of his 2020 New Year's resolution to make sure that our uh, shows are put up on the podcast. Uh, so when you on go time. to when you go up to bigandwild.com, bigandwild.com, um, we're going to have a uh, link or have the shows up there at least. Yeah. And you can always go to them. And you can find us on Stitcher, Apple Tunes. Uh, Apple Tunes. What, whatever that is. Apple, iTunes, iTunes. <laughs> It is Apple iTunes, isn't it? Hey. Apple Tunes. So. So, so if you're a fan of Big Sugar over there, you oh. know. <laughs> and then uh, music over there. we're on Stitcher and we're also on all the other ones that are out there and uh, you can find us on there. I think we're even on iHeart. Aren't we on iHeart? I think we're on iHeart too. So. We're on most of those, most of those uh Yeah, but for some reason, yeah, some, seem to some of those reasons, those, those career channel stations Who don't got you on iHeart? Hey. They, they picked us up. I don't know. We're on there, man. Bill George, maybe. I, I get, don't know. You know, you... You cringe when we turn around and say Big Sugar. I do but, every time. But, but my wife loves that nickname for you. She it's really actually, does. It's actually I need to get a hat that says Big Sugar. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll get you one. It's a good it's a good name for you. It. She says I it's like you, gangster, like a rapper type, like Big Sugar. Yeah, I'm not that. What's the what's the story behind Big Sugar? Oh <laughs> gosh, don't even get us started. <laughs> we'll have that conversation no, no, no. later. This, this I don't is, want to give Bill any more. All ammo. the water qualities <laughs> in the whole United States. I didn't know you're so full of crap. Oh, it is not the United he States. In here, Jack wagon. It he was, come in here indoctrined by a bunch no. of guides who he was he was hanging out with. Who all turned around and were blaming all the water quality issues all the way up to the Tampa Bay area. On the sugar industry that's down south. I didn't hold. You whoa, are whoa, whoa, so whoa. wrong. Let's I have go back the audio. Let's I bring have it up. the audio. Bring it up. Because I didn't say all the way to Tampa Bay, you jerk. No. I'm talking about down south, the Okeechobee. No. no. And and it was the red tide, oh. the whole nine yards. And, and we even talked about the, the, the water flow and how is it coming upstream. Right. And if you look at the old maps, the water flow had spider webs out there that let the water flow. Are you now happy they now? Have Two ways. Are you happy? Right and left. Thanks, jerk. Why'd you get me started this morning? Are you happy now? You know, politician comes in here, stirs up all kinds of crap, and then you're going to leave? That's and a- now, he, now, now he has a solution to the problem. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's why I stayed right over here. I'm just reading about the uh, coyote attacks in L- Chicago. Look at her, Y50. Get a different shirt, man. Come Listen, on. that, that, that t- coyote attack... People really need to look at what happened with that coyote attack in, in Chicago. I love the headline was there. It says, Chicago hasn't had a coyote attack in decades. And this past week, we've had two in one day. Was he yeah. wearing a MAGA hat with the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Could have been. No, no, no. Going to Subway, getting They're a sandwich. Subway, and- yeah. I actually started doing a little research on this, and, and it it absolutely shocked me. The, the animal control went out there and captured a coyote that they thought maybe was involved in it. It was injured. So, you know, maybe, maybe it was because it was injured. It was attacking people, but the animal control is no longer in possession of the coyote. You know, who's in possession of the coyote? Who? Animal rehab. They're going to rehab the coyote. They're going to rehab the coyote. Well, after they do some DNA testing, (laughs) 
No. They, yeah, no, that says that they're going to do the DNA, they're going to swab the yeah. wounds and to see, see if, if the it DNA, was the same one. See if it's the same one. And if and if it's not, then they're going to treat it and release it apparently. And So then, wait a minute, you're telling me if my dog bites somebody, they have to euthanize my dog. But a wild coyote, they're going to rehab it and put it back out. The coyote population is protected there, and you cannot hurt it. And they're used to clean up things like, you know, geese. and They, they rid it of the rodents. They keep the rodents under control. Has, has the, the really? cold weather messed with their brains in Chicago? No, are they no, idiots no, no, up no, there? No. It, they, they are protected. They are cherished. They have an important <clears throat> role and... We will until we will re-release not until until one of the bigwig people's kid gets bit by a coyote and then oh we got to get rid of them all no well but, you know what gets me is uh, they won't do it uh, the first attack came on Wednesday afternoon when a coyote bit a five year old multiple times outside of a nature museum quite fitting in uh, Lincoln Park neighborhood and uh, the kid was taken to the hospital in stable condition. And uh, the boy, uh, a caretaker, repeatedly kicked at the coyote until it ran away. Oh, there you go. And uh, apparently that's the one that maybe that's why they think it might be the one that's injured. But uh, then later on that Wednesday night, a 32-year-old man had a coyote bite him on his buttocks while he was waiting near the Northwestern Hospital. And he walked into the hospital straight in uh, in good condition and will be treated and released. Uh the latter coyote attack occurred about 2.6 miles away from the Lincoln Park mauling, that they're calling it, but it's not clear if the same coyote was responsible. So uh, it did say that Animal Control rescued a young coyote from Lake Michigan and uh, have it out there. And uh, it's the first coyote attack in three decades on human beings in the state. And uh, they have, a, of course, a sad little picture of the coyote sitting in his cage. Hang on, I'm going to need a bit. (laughs) And uh, they're going to take him to the Flint Creek River Rehabilitation, (laughs) where he'll be picked up. (laughs) Because that's where your tax dollars are most important. Not not controlling gun violence, not controlling anything. We're going to rehab a coyote. Here's the line that should make everybody literally say exactly what Vince Noble said. Literally, I think the snow has melted our thawed or frozen their brains. The last line in this picture that they have of this coyote is, we'd like to thank the CFD for heroic efforts to show <laughs> kindness and care to this young pup. Here, wait, I'll show you some kindness. Literally, they put that on the story. Of course, it's off of CNN, so of course they're going to put that on there. But literally, they said the words, thank you for the heroic efforts to show kindness and care to this young pup. They didn't use those same words for a kid five years old that got bit multiple times around the head and face and arms and everywhere else as he's thrashing around on the ground while the caretaker's kicking the crap out of it trying to get it off the kid. Yeah, in typical CNN fashion, they leave out what what was the kid doing, though? Playing. Well, Well, he... Did he playing. have food? Did he see the puppy? Oh, Wouldn't so now, the now well, this is, this is, is a female. the female. one. She's out here. They got a picture of her because they had a camera security system outside the house. She's literally out playing in the front yard on a swing. A young girl, long hair, in a dress, like some beautiful summer day. And then this coyote running up there and uh, decides to start taking snacks out of her. So, and But somehow or another... 
the coyote it's, is the hero in this story. So are you the advocate for the coyote? Uh, sure, I wouldn't mind a coyote <laughs> nice jacket, something like that. We could, <laughs> in memory of, I mean, it'd be good. Yeah, sure. But uh, they're saying that uh, coyotes are protected, as Bill George pointed out, and wildlife officials won't remove them from an area unless they've attacked people. Uh, they said if coyotes are found, they're usually tranquilized and released outside the area. That's the way they treat them up there. But the line has been crossed here in the fact that it attacked a child. It's not acting like a coyote. It was brazen enough to interact with a child. So the Chicago Animal Control Police, Cook County Animal Control, Rabies Control have been scourged, uh, scour- um, surrounding the area of Lincoln Park where the coyotes were reported. Officials at this moment hadn't confirmed whether the reports are the same coyote. This, but, is, a, this is a weird time of year for coyotes to be out there. Uh finding humans to attack well he's probably coming off of a pretty stiff winter yeah the picture that i see of him he looks pretty uh pretty thin but uh you know what he's gonna coyotes are uh, opportunists and they'll take the opportunity to eat whatever they think that's even if it's a little bit bigger than them and a five-year-old kid is not much bigger than a coyote so yeah at least i'll take a couple of pieces off of it these animals are out of control they're everywhere. I mean, here the in St. Gators, Petersburg, yeah. they're everywhere. They're all over the place. And coyotes, when they treat them like this, I mean, seriously, somebody I don't know who wrote that line for that picture, but that person <laughs> stupid. should be thrown in that cage with that coyote and sit in there and see if he can maybe uh, tame it You know, for a while. You got coyotes in Chicago, gator bites down in the South Florida. What's next? Uh, coyotes are everywhere, and, and, dude. Moose attacks. They're downtown okay Los Angeles. Not leaving them be, but to pay to rehab an animal that might have bit somebody it's like you can test it after you as vince as vince said if his dog bites somebody it gets in quarantine and if it's a pit bull or some other breed that's it you got to kill it there's there's no ifs ands or buts so why not do this to the wild animal because they're protected because they're 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 part of nature all right we're going to take a break it is see this is why no guns in chicago you can't defend your own children we're going to take a break. It is brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. If you want to call and get in on this, go right ahead. 888 404 888-404-1010. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Vince Noble, and Bill George in the studio today. Uh, of course, Jonathan's up in the woods. He's up in Bluntstown. He's got some uh, hunts going on today. But we have a gentleman on the phone uh, calling all the way from the shores of uh, Louisiana who's uh, going to get out there probably do some fishing today. I don't know. He's turned into this big radio star. I guess last night he was on some podcast somewhere. You know, Did talking. you see that? He yeah. actually did a really good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, getting on somebody else's show, you lousy son. Hey, uh, how's it going, <laughs> Captain Duval? I'm pretty good. How y'all doing today? We're, we're doing all right, man. How are things out there off the shores? Uh, weather's terrible. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah, you guys got that front coming through. It's going to be bad for you for a couple of days. Yeah, well, probably. Uh, it'll be out of here by midday this evening. Yeah, I know. I uh, talked to my uh, dad up there, and uh, he's up around Shreveport. And, you know, anytime he uh, they talk about tornadoes and that red block was, like, going across his area, I was like, uh, is everything all right? You all good? He's like, yeah, the wind's blowing a little bit. It's no big deal. 
Yeah, I think they're getting a little worse than we are. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be calling from a tree sometime later this afternoon because <laughs> um, he's up in the top of it. Got blown out of his house. But uh, so, what else has been going on out there, man? The bites on. What do you What are you guys catching up uh, there? Uh, we're catching red specks. Uh, you know, a lot of bass right now. You catching uh, sockeys? Uh, Why are you calling them specks? What are you talking about? Oh, speckled trout. Oh, uh, speckled trout. I got you. Yeah, no. I hadn't fished soccer in years. I really would like to go do do a trip, but how, I haven't. How are you not doing that? How? how yeah, I mean, uh, you're, you're right there between Louisiana and Mississippi. Are you crazy? Actually, uh, in Louisiana, most of the good uh, soccer fishing is uh, north and west. Mm. We're in the east, so we don't have that much uh, fresh water. You get over there, Lake Bistano, uh places like that. Uh, you know, there's some there's some hideaway places back there that are pretty good. I remember. Yeah, but I, usually, usually when they bite, and I'm on the water, so. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Well, what else is going on in your life? I see you're uh, jonesing at the uh, bit. I'm following you on Facebook, and all I see are Girl Scout cookies. What's up with that, bro? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm friends with my wives. Oh, is that what it is? Uh, she's hijacked your Facebook page? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is funny, man. So, uh, Ma- but, married life, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, that, that does happen. Happily married. <laughs> yeah, happily married. Life. But uh, so your hunting season went pretty good, I hear? Uh, yeah, I actually, I didn't get to make many hunts, but uh, uh, I did make. You know, one day was real productive. I killed an eight point in a pig the same day. There you go. That's that's a good day, and uh, oh, yeah. and then of course the fishing's been awesome as always. Oh yeah, it's a little slow right now. I mean, it's just they, the fish are scattered. You got to work. Uh, they got to you know you can find the speckle trout schools up, but the reds, uh, the weather's been kind of like I say, screwy, and it's been uh, scattering them. I got to ask you, what is the average? Uh, as you call them, spec up there in your area. What is the average size uh, spotted sea trout that you have up there? Uh, most of what we catch are what I would call eater fish anywhere from, I mean, our size limit's 12 inches and up. So, I mean, we catch a lot of undersized, but, I mean, most of our fish run anywhere from 12 inches to maybe 17. We do catch some bigger ones. Now, when you say bigger ones, what are you talking about? What size? I mean, I've caught them up to 7 pounds. Wow, you know, really? 20, 25, 26 inches. That's a that's a big trout, man. I mean, we we used, that used to be a lot more prevalent years ago. I mean, now it's kind of a you know you catch one of those, it's a trophy fish. You know, it's not very, it's pretty rare. So do, I, do you, you can't keep that fish if it's that big, or can you? Oh no, you can. Yeah, like I say, in Louisiana, our slot limit we don't have a slot limit on trout. It's once they hit 12 inches, you can keep them all the way up if you catch one 30 inch, 35 inches. Yeah, it used to be that way here, but not no more. And they don't do well, that anymore. Y'all don't have the numbers we have, but I mean, y'all have bigger fish as far as speckle trout. I don't know, man. Uh, used to, uh, it seems like when I was a kid, when you could keep any size trout, uh, I always caught bigger trout than uh, on average than that we do now. That was a long time ago. It was not that long ago. You're old dude. as dirt, dude. That was a long time ago. Dirt's pretty dang old. <laughs> so, I don't know. But, well, it probably, it probably had something to do with uh, kind of like y'all didn't really, like years ago, we didn't have a limit on them either. You can keep as many as you wanted. Now we can keep 25 a person per day. That's like that's shellcracker numbers here. We can't in the state even of keep Florida. any right now. Yeah, we can't keep one. That's about six people's limits down here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, that, I mean, the only time you get a numbers like that is if you go out brim fishing. It's fifty a piece. 
So, yeah, no. uh, I mean, uh, you can't do that. Well, y'all, can, y'all can keep one redfish. We can keep five, you know. So, I mean, we, we just have that. We, we have the marsh to sustain that many fish. Well, we do, too, if they just stop building houses in them. <laughs> <laughs> we, we would have that. Uh, so are yeah. you going to be coming down again this year, or are you going to stay away? Uh, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to be. I'd like to get down there sometime this summer. But I, like I say, usually in the summertime, I'm so busy. Last time, so I would you? like. I would like to get down there and maybe come catch a tarp and a big snook. Come hang out. Last year, didn't you guys take him out on uh, Pollard's boat? Yeah, Jim took him out, and then uh, we also did um, Twisted Limbs. Went out too, did some bow fishing. Yeah, yeah. Not- yeah. When we went out with Jim, you know, somebody was uh, not feeling well. They, you know. <laughs> They couldn't go. <laughs> What's your point, man? I was sick. All right, leave me alone. Was sick he, or hungover? Was, was, was he sick. self-imposed not feeling well? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think it was a little of both. <laughs> it it might have had something to do with the night before we went out uh, boat fishing, and uh, we had a little uh, water mishap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go. That was a little nerve-wracking on that night. I, I don't remember that part of the story on the show. Did yeah, we're going to leave that story alone there, buddy. Uh, I got to ask you, though, when you get two captains, especially guide captains who are out there on the same boat together, is it uh, uh, an exchange of ideas or is it uh, saying, uh, man, I don't do it this way or we do it this way or it's different down here? I mean, is it? Actually, actually, it works. I mean, you know, it doesn't happen very often, but it does. I mean, we, you know, it usually works out pretty good because, like you say, a lot of times exchange of ideas and we fished so different areas that some things I, I've learned that going out with Jim that I could use here and I think vice versa. Uh, but usually for me, there's only one captain and that's the guy who, who is the captain of that boat. And then oh, exactly. you, you're, you're following their lead because it's their backyard. It's their area. It's their, they know what they're doing here. Sure. You know. Oh yeah. No, no, I, I agree. I mean, like I said, when we went out, all I did is <clears throat> something I'm not used to. I sat back and just watched the scenery, and, I mean, we just talked. And like I say, I mean, while you're fishing, you know, you pick up different things because, like I say, y'all do a lot of stuff differently than we do because we fish totally different structure, uh, habitat, you know. Well, we, when, we went to, when, when we went up to Louisiana, it, it was, you know, Jim sat back and did the same thing. We don't fish up there, so you tell us what to do, man. Yeah, exactly. I don't know where to start. And he's like went through the whole gamut, and we had a great day. That would that would be the way to do. It. I would just think it would be great to be on a boat with a couple, bunch of captains because you'd probably learn uh, an encyclopedia of information when you go there. And there's a lot of trash talking going on. Too. Oh, I'm sure there is. <laughs> I'm sure there is, man. You get Calvin on a boat, watch out. <laughs> it's always a competitiveness, you know. And I, and I'd be right in the middle. Yeah. Did you hear what he said about you? <laughs> yeah, instigating the whole dang thing. Next thing you know, there'd be a mutiny on board or something. Yeah, the, the couple of times I've been on a boat with him, you know, usually it comes out, uh, you know, we want to pick it on Vince. So. Oh, Why is easy. that? Oh, you got a I mean, common seriously. enemy. You got a common enemy, it makes it easy. Hey. You make, yeah, well, Jerks. you make it easy. I mean, I don't think <laughs> it be rude, but you make it kind of easy to pick on this one. <laughs> I love you too, man. Well, that's why he's there. And he's he there. loves the nickname Big Sugar. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. love it. It's great. <laughs> Thanks. How is the red tide? Well, Suck it, Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not been too bad so far. We're, we're okay. They had a, uh, on some of the little warm ups that we had, there was some pop ups of some blooms down south, but. 
Uh, I haven't heard anything else, so it must not be the end of the world yet. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, summer's funny, funny summer's right around the corner. Quick funny story about red tide. So um, it's down in Chile and Argentina, and they got signs down there. Apparently, this red tide is all the way down there. Is it the sugar industry down there in uh, Costa Rica? Don't, don't think so. It must have came from so. Okeechobee. <laughs> is that what it was? Down there might be the cocaine industry. You don't know. <laughs> it could be. Uh, you know what I blame? I blame it's the manatees. They car- they're carriers. They take it down there and uh, <laughs> on their migration, and then they bring it back up yep. here when they come back up here. So come Back whales. Okay. Yeah. It's all the algae that grows on their back. The uh, red tide sticks to it when they go down oh, there. It blooms down they, there. Yeah. They transport it. Yeah, they transport it. They're carriers. So, you know, it's like a... You know, they don't ever get sick from it. They just, they're carriers. Yeah, migratory birds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Captain Calvin, get out and go get something, man. Go have a good time, man. I appreciate the phone call from Louisiana, man. Stay safe, all right? I appreciate y'all. Thank you. We'll all talk right, again Calvin, soon, man. Go out and catch some big ones. We're going to take a real quick break, you guys. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. and Brandon Ford. Welcome back, everybody. It is the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Bill, and Vince Noble in the studio with our uh, little special get what? What do you think I forgot? I don't know, man. You've been slipping the last couple of times. No, I'm People not. don't even know the phone number to call in. You haven't even said that once today. Did I not say he that? Did. I did. You once? didn't listen? You weren't listening. Take uh, the earbuds out. Oh, yeah. No, he <laughs> said it was right after the coyote thing. All right, all right, all right. He did Thank you, once. Bill George. Uh-huh. It's in the podcast. You'll see it. You'll hear it. <laughs> see, Bill George knows the meaning I of pals. I want you to go back and listen. You're just terrible at self-promoting Braden Gunn. I was trying to introduce your guest in here today, and so and then you interrupted me. Sir, would you like to tell us who you are and why you're here? <laughs> Is that me? Yes. Uh, Brad. <laughs> I didn't know we were doing this again. I guess for the new listeners, uh, Brad Sostak here. Um, live in St. Petersburg. Ran for United States Congress in 2018 on the Republican ticket, and these days I'm working in the defense industry and uh, state and federal politics. That's why we can't ask him what he does on his time uh, at work, because, <clears throat> you know, he does stuff that's sneaky-dicky kind of stuff. So no, not too sneaky, no. Well, not too sneaky, but uh, we don't need to know these things. Just get her done. Just get her done. That's right. Get her done. Yeah. Although it would have been cool if you said, yeah, I helped design the radar that was on the missile that went out and uh, hit an airport a couple of days ago. <laughs> Which would have been nice. Uh, an interesting question came up. I don't want to get too deep into it unless you want to jump on something else. But uh, I think uh, Bill or Vince asked you during the break, politically here locally, are we all good or what are you thinking these days? Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, local is the, you know, where a lot of the magic happens and a lot of people don't realize that. Um, you know, right here in the city, we have city commission meetings, county commission meetings. Uh, anybody can go to those meetings if you're interested in what's going on locally. And, um, you know, I'll go to these things there once a month and, uh, you know, you might have 20, 30 people at some, you might have 10, 15 people at some others. Um, lately I've been seeing more people at, um, all, all around, uh, especially up in the ones in Virginia. Uh, so anybody who wants to get involved, come on out here. What's going on? And I just, I, you know, I don't want to get too, cause then I'll turn into the big sugar, uh, algae debate between, but it seems that here, like within St. Petersburg, 
in the city area, of course, but we have so much beautiful area around here when it comes to fishing and everything else around here. But the mayor doesn't seem to want to have anything to do with that. He's like a, a two-faced kind of individual where on one hand he's he's praising the uh, the pier and how great it is and how it's going to be in a great attraction. And then he talks about the Cross Bay Ferry and how great it is and it's an attraction. And then on the next sentence he's telling everybody that this is not a green bin city and if you're looking for a place that's going to rely on uh, tourism and uh, you know visitors, then you're moving to the wrong place. And you get these talking out of both sides of your mouth kind of thing. And if you say anything about it or you complain about it, or as Bill George does, you stand up at a podium and explain your part. Of it it falls on deaf ears because the the politics has gotten so far apart from each other that nobody even listens to each other anymore. Mm-hmm. It's either their way or the highway. And I'm going to say that on both sides. I mean, uh, you know, there are some Republicans that you meet that it's like, you know, if it's not our way, it's no way kind of deal. So so what's wrong with being green? What's wrong with not flushing, you know, plastics down the drains and things of that nature? Who does that? Who does that? that? Yeah. Who who in their right mind does that? I mean, nobody that I know of flushes plastics down the toilets. All right, or what's wrong with paper straws? What's wrong with plastic straws? Have you tried a paper straw? Yeah, and, and you know what? They suck. But they, suck. they break down. Plastic doesn't no, break down. No, it doesn't. Down. That straw, I'll put that straw out there, and that straw, if it's not breaking down after sitting in a tea for three hours, it's not really paper. You may have paper as a foundation, but there's a lot of something else in there. Here's what I. Here's the question that I asked a person that I had the conversation with when they were informing a, a child to put it in the recycling bin. And I said, why did you make them throw the straw away? Well, because, uh, you know, it's uh, recycling. And I said, so what you're telling me is that you don't trust your city workers to adequately take the straw from your garbage and make it to the incendiary incendiary plant to produce electricity for us all. That somehow between points A and B, it's going to end up in a turtle's nose somehow. Is that what you're telling me, that you don't trust your own government to do that? But you uh, wait, the same guy who picks up your trash that you don't trust to get the straw there, you trust to get to the recycling place. Yes. And don't forget, it's the same guy because he's just driving a different truck on a different day. Well, the so, thing with the recycling for me personally is they don't want to recycle half the stuff. It's, it's not about what's good for the environment. It's what can they make money at. They exactly. Don't want, they don't want your your various products they want you to throw that in the garbage because it doesn't they can't doesn't make sell. money off of you separating it out if you're truly worried about the environment all that stuff that can be recycled will go to get recycled i remember one time that i was working at my kids school i was helping them out during the summer break and i was breaking down boxes and throwing them across you have to put cardboard in a separate dumpster and i asked the guy when he came to pick it up i said what do you guys do with all this stuff and he goes oh the city sells it and they go, what do you mean they sell it? And he goes, yeah, they sell all the cardboard. They bundle it up and sell it to China, yeah. who turns around, makes it into boxes, and sells it back to us. I go, wait a minute. The city of St. Petersburg is making money off of these tons and tons of cardboard every year? Where does that money go to? And how come I'm not getting a dividend it, check it, on the end of that? Why am and, I doing and if that? if they're not making own, oh, but they're going to charge out my way, they started charging more because they offered recycling. Okay, but yet the only recycling they do is what they can make money off of. Exactly. So you're charging me to be having a program in which you're going to make money off of because the products that you get. So 
But once but, it's embedded the way it is uh, for you who's in politics, how does somebody change that? Because it's like one of those things there. You have a lot of people who give support to that. They think it's a great idea. How do you change their minds back to going back to the way it used to be? Or are you never going to get there? I think just like this, you know, having conversations with friends, family, obviously on the radio, that's a good good method. But, uh, you know, two-way conversations is something that we've, I think, a little, a little bit gotten away from over the last couple of years. Well, that's that's so true. Division in politics. That's what I was saying about it's either our way or, or the highway, and it's on both sides of the fence. My my stepmother, who is a uh, was a lobbyist, is an attorney out in Texas, works at the Capitol in Austin. And she made the prediction about 10 years ago and said that when the state legislator gets to the point where it's our way or the highway and both sides, then nothing gets done. Nothing gets done. And and that's the truth. It's come to fruition. You look at our House, you look at our Senate, you look at everything. I mean, it's, it's, it's all so divided that nothing gets done. Unless, of course, it's an impeachment or something, but... But even then, it's only done by one side. Well, it's their side or our side or their side or our side. For me, I've been doing the the FWC commission meetings for about seven years now, and I've missed two. But it takes a long time for the average person to start to learn what the system is, when you have to get, you know, ideas in for them to be considered in, in. How does somebody go about learning the politics side? Because I'm at the point where I'm ready to start looking at the political side and how do I get more engaged with my my legislators to try to work on stuff at the legislative level? How does somebody learn that process? That's a great question. Um, unfortunately, I think right now it's just a lot of tribal knowledge and having a mentor or somebody that's gone there before is uh, one of the best ways to do it. And unfortunately, if you don't have somebody like that, it's really difficult for somebody to find their way, you know, find out how to either run for office or find out how to get involved. I mean, nobody wants to go sit in there and actually read the statutes, hundreds and hundreds of pages on how things are supposed to work. Um, and I think they make I think they make it intentionally difficult, right? They get a bunch of lawyers in a room and they, they and they want and they don't want you to think about this stuff. They don't want normal people to get involved in politics because they want to just be controlling everything uh, their own way. And the more people that are uh, getting involved, uh, the more they have to explain themselves and the more they have to justify what they're doing. And the more they either have to, um, you know, answer to what the people actually want. Well, yeah. the sad part is, is like uh, Bill George will tell you that. Uh, for him, he's one of those guys. He'll read all the statutes. He'll know all that stuff. He'll 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 pick it apart. Uh, but for the average person to be able to to be able to go and do it, it's hard. It's a lot of research on his part. I mean, he sits there and he reads yeah. and he prints it out and he he talks to people and he asks the questions. But when you have organizations that are against the wildlife and stuff here in the state of Florida that are an opposite view of ours. They have an army of people behind them that do all that ger- yep. all that job Lobbyists, and research. Lawyers, Lobby- yeah. yeah, and so for for I mean, Bill George is a hero to me in the fact that he can go up there and be that guy and talk the same way that I would or Vince does or anybody else and represents the normal guy. And I, I've told him for years. I said, why aren't somebody like you on the FWC council? Why are you? Why don't you get elected for that? Why is it always some real estate mogul, some big shot attorney? Where is it some dude that moved down here from the uh, from Notre Dame or whatever? And because they can train him their way. No, but, that's but, not it. And then all of a sudden they, they're, they're appointed by the governor. I'm like, how do you get those names and people like that in front of somebody where Bill George should be running that friggin' council? It, seriously. It, it, it is not. It is not so they can train them to do it their way. Those people are just regular people. But the thing that sets them difference is. 
they've usually made very large financial donations or the organization they work for has made a very large financial donation to a political candidate. And that political candidate then appoints who they want to these boards. And it's not always, you know, who's But why would they want to be on the board if it has nothing to do with them and they really have no interest in it whatsoever the same way as you would have an interest in it? If you got a guy who, okay, went to college here and then moved back up to Rhode Island and decides to come back and retire and donates $200,000 to some campaign and gets an appointment... Then, well, what's his? What's his? I, why is his toe in the water? You, he doesn't care. He if, doesn't fish. He doesn't hunt like you and me. If I ever win the lottery, there will be a very large contribution <laughs> to the contingency of you win. There's where I want to be because <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Can you get? Can you get some cabinet positions for me and Vince and uh, some others too, so we so we can be in there all together? Uh, because and and you know Vince, what? Vince will be out there with a dip net sampling red tide fish. Sure, why not? I'll test it at the, through the flames okay. when I taste it. I don't taste any red tide. It's all good, <laughs> jerk. But I, I just it just never I never could understand that and the politics behind it. Uh, especially when it comes to fishing game, it's really aggravating. I can understand, you know, Christman and being a mayor and uh, not really a mayor with any power uh, doing what they do. But the decisions made by the FWC affect millions of people in this state. And not just people who hunt and fish, but people who swim and, and I don't know, maybe throw some bait off of a beach every once in a while and, you know, and... Uh, uh, maybe throw a couple of dead fish out there and see if they can't catch a tarpon. And all of a sudden they're chumming and you can be fined for it. But yet they have no idea what they're talking about because they've never done it. That just drives me sad. So if you're not doing anything and you, if you're giving up on the House and Senate, for God's sakes, get in the FWC and help a brother out. <laughs> Will you do that we for do me? We do it, guy. Absolutely. Well, then do it. You and Bill, you run on a ticket. I'll vote for both of them. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Vince and uh, Bill George, our special guest in the studio today, is uh, is a young man who now I think we've got convinced that he needs to uh, go and get an appointment with the uh, but, <coughs> governor so we can get him in front of there and get him on the and, FWC and, board. It'd be nice. And I have learned probably the only ticket I'm going to be on is a speeding ticket. <laughs> uh, maybe not. But here's now, here's what, here would be my third choice to uh, be have an FWC guy in here. This would be Mr. Carlos, the Cuban redneck Lopez on the phone. Good morning, Carlos. Yo, what's up, guys? What's, what's up? up? Hey, what's up? See, Dude, now, did you just wake up? A little bit ago, man. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get some of that expression. How, how's missed that freezer the, space? I missed a little bit of the show, but, uh, you know, I wanted to call and uh, congratulate Diego, you know. Uh, and props to Bill George for taking him out. He always likes taking new new uh, hunters out to experience something, you know, on their first hunts. I mean, we get pumped up about that stuff, but 
Also, I may be running on the ticket against Marco Rubio, Cuban redneck. What do you think, guys? I am all for it. You got my vote all the way, my friend. That would be awesome because I would love to see your first actual TV conference. That would be great. He'd be like, yeah, you know that what? Would be something. He'd be like, That'd you be know what? To remember. <laughs> he'd start every he'd start every question with an answer with, you know what? And you can't wear your it sunglasses. Would, how how you doing? And it would be like beep. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube blankety blank seed to blank blank. Get your blank and go blank blank. Yeah, that'd be all yeah. good. Yeah, man. What's up, Vince? BS. What's going on, bro? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I'm good, oh, man. No, 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 bro. You know, BS is love, man. Yeah, That's I know. short for Big Sugar. I know, I know. <laughs> I got it. We, we missed you at the, the launch party, man. Where were you? Hey, Carlos, I got oh, a question. Bro. You guys are too far, man. <laughs> Carlos, quick question for you. Shoot, how, Pete. How's your, how's your freezer space? My wife's got Let's a black get... porch again. Oh, no. The pig... The one last oh, pig no. got wallowed no. up and come and rub it all over her porch. She says, "Go." Yeah, we might have to. We might have to hit him with a bat. <laughs> no, no. That's that's like his fifth time, man. That ain't right. That poor Susie, man. She's got to clean that. Yes. No, I, I don't think, know. I think you're getting the green light to uh, remove him and wrap him in paper and put him in your freezer. Is what I'm yes. hearing. Well, yes. well. Yeah, man, there's all they're always welcome. They're always welcome, but unfortunately there's there's well there was two in there. There's one. There's one in there now, but uh we just, we got space, man. I got two free. I got plenty of space, Bill. Got, well, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. And uh and and Brian, my daughter's boyfriend, he's got a he's got an open freezer, bro. So that that pig is good as uh in heaven. Okay. <laughs> <No>? <laughs> well, now I I got to ask you. I know you said you just uh uh, woke up from your slumber, but in the first hour, Diego was telling us about his uh, trip, and and I made mention that uh, it's so funny how the Latin community or those of Spanish descent uh, they kill something on Sunday, but they won't be able to get to eat it for another week because it's about a week worth of preparation to get it to where you cook it on a Saturday. Oh, oh absolutely, man, <laughs> absolutely. There's there's a lot of stuff going on. You got to make phone calls. You know, family's got to come over. You got to <laughs> He's shaking his head. Yep. You know? <laughs> Diego, sit over. You gotta, yeah, you got to impregnate that pig with some of them juices. You know. Yeah. You know, and uh, gotta you got to get things right and get everybody over, and then people bring you know all the other side dishes. You know, and uh, you know, Bill has his special moho rub you know what i'm saying so you know we uh he gave me some of that stuff and everything got it i mean i used it all bill was like are you serious i was like yeah yeah everything i vacuum sealed some of it and the other stuff you know that was too big went in those giant ikea bags <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah the stuff Man, you can put I'm, furniture I'm, in yeah, that yeah would... i'm sorry I'm sorry my voice is a little crazy, but I pulled the 22-hour shift yesterday, man. Uh, that's why you slept in this morning. I understand. Trust me. Yeah. It's all yeah, good. Man. Yeah, well, uh, Diego is making a special, what is it? What are you calling it? Uh, he's doing the banana Kahlua. leaf wrap and the Kahlua. What is it? Kahlua pork. It's Kahlua. Hawaiian. Kahlua pork. Have oh. you ever done that one? Oh. No, man. We don't have time for that. 
Well, that sounds good to me. I need to doing it. <laughs> well, I think it's uh, going in the oven today, correct? Uh, it's being cooked today? Yes, sir. I'm pretty sure they're probably preparing it right now, and then it might even be in the oven by the time I get home. See? So what time are we coming over? Yeah. <laughs> well, we tried to convince him to go dig a hole in the backyard and cook it underground the way uh, you're supposed to, but uh, he says in his neighborhood he thinks maybe the neighbors won't like it too much. <laughs> Well, if he's digging at 2 a.m., then, yeah, there's a... <laughs> I might raise a few flags, man. <laughs> that is true. Herbert, call the no, police. I, I, I think they're burying a body in the backyard. Yeah, I spoke to Diego for a few minutes because I really called just to congratulate him, man. You know, you know, you guys know, man, you get pumped up when you take somebody new out, you know, and they experience something. I told them, wait till we take you gator hunting, man. You're really going to get blown right there, you know? Yeah, well, that's true. That's... Wait till that gator bites the boat and he chops it. Go get him, Diego. Did you tell him, Diego, yeah. did you tell him about your experience when you pulled the uh, the broken leg when you were trying to get it out and it crunched and you kind of dropped to your knees and oh. cried like a little girl for a while? Yeah, we talked for a little bit. Uh, he, he asked me a couple yeah, questions. Yeah. I, I I gave him those those moments where I was like, ah. <laughs> oh, I, I, the, the funny thing is I already knew because, you know, me and Bill talk almost every day, man. You know, <laughs> Bill told me immediately. That was pretty funny. Yeah. You know, because I've been, I've been there. I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I, I will I'll, I'll admit anyway. to you. I'll admit to you right now that I, it still kind of <laughs> freaks me out when you take a, uh, a cavity shot on like a deer or something and you got that those air bubbles that go in between the skin and the meat, and it's yeah. that crackly kind of sound, and you go to move them or you go to skin them, and it's that, just that weird kind of popping popcorn sound. Uh, that does hey, kind of like go, wow, dude, that's kind of strange. <laughs> me, I, I, you know me, you know me, guys. I don't worry about it too much. I pick up all the parts and pieces. I just put them in the cooler. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He don't leave too much behind. You know, when yeah. Bill shoots him with a howitzer, you know, we just pick up the pieces, you know? <laughs> I can put this all together. I swear I can make a roast out of it. <laughs> yeah. Let me shoot a pig with a, a 338 Lapua. You know what I mean? Or, or a 50 cow. Sure. You know? Make instant shish kebabs. It's all good. That, that. It's, it's, it, it's, it's, already, uh, it's already marinated by the time his bullet gets there. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I just wanted to call in and say what's up, guys, you know, and, uh, ho you know, hopefully I'll see you guys soon. All right, yep. man, go rest up. You got a nice, relaxing day today. It's going to be kind of warm, so stay inside. Well, you know, hey, you never know. Bill might make that call, and I'll, yeah. I'll have my stuff. My stuff's always you, ready, you, bro. You I got it by it. the door? Which weapon? Yeah, which weapon? And uh, the clothes are in a bag already, and I just hit the door, and I'm, I'll be I'm like, I'll be there in half an hour. <laughs> All right, Carlos. Go enjoy your day, man. See you, brother. All right, guys. Be good, man. You All too. Right. See you, buddy. Bye. You know, it's funny because I don't know. Do you do you still drive around? Do you keep fishing equipment in your vehicle at all times? Uh, yeah. There's a cooler in my truck now, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill George, I know, is always prepared. You get into his car, and you don't know if it's for Armageddon. Or if it's just to go out and shoot a couple squirrels. <laughs> I try not to go in Bill's car. That thing's scary. <laughs> I rode in it yesterday. We went out to lunch together yesterday. And that car, I literally think, has a 13-inch lift underneath it. But it has so much crap in it that it's uh, like a low rider. <laughs> that it's about six Kirk. inches off the ground. Yeah. I mean, seriously, if he took everything out of it, the springs would like go, boy, yeah, 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 yeah. It would just <laughs> pop up off the ground. But uh, I find that funny because Carlos is like me. I always... 
I always keep a, uh, a jacket and pants uh, of DK Flywoods. The netting material is always behind the back seat of the truck. It's so you're always ready to go because you never know when someone's going to call and go, hey, come on, let's come go. on, run up, man. I got this eight point running around. I go, let me grab my rifle. I'll be right there. See, I don't even. Don't even change your shoes. Just go. It's in there. Yeah, <laughs> it's somewhere. It's I, in there. If, if somebody sat there and said, hey, over here in Pinellas County right now after the show, you want to come out, hunt a deer? I got them. I could go right now. You know what? Speaking of Pinellas County, I was going to ask you the other day. Are you going to try to apply this year for Pinellas County for gators for when gator tags come up again this uh, year? We'll see. I'm I want to try and see if we can't get the numbers of, of people up where the see how the, it works. See the, see, the number of people who can get drawn for Pinellas County has been about two, and so that's four alligators out of Pinellas County. That's a little on the low side considering how many nuisance alligators we take. Don't look at me. Even out of Lake Tarpon alone. So I'll work to get that number reassessed and and see. Two, for when I used to have 20 choices, I didn't mind burning it at Pinellas County on, on one of my choices. But when you only have two people, it, it's hard in 12 choices. Oh, it's insane. Yeah, but what you doing about it? You know what? You should apply this year for Pinellas you know, County, too. That's a bad that, idea. He, he applied last year, right? Actually, I did. I didn't get any tags. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's right. He didn't get drawn. But now Pinellas Cause, County. Because you didn't have me help you. <laughs> probably so. <laughs> it, it, I know we probably talked about this, but I know uh, Seminole, uh, Tarpon, and uh, some other lakes were listed, but there's no there's no county county You don't tags. want anything on a lake Seminole. Right? There's no, no, no county tags? You, the only way Pinellas? to hunt Pinellas County is on a county tag. But you can't hunt Lake McGorry, can you? Is it like uh, verboten? They, they had put a no Lake Megory on there a couple of years ago when the guy killed the alligator on the Pinellas County tag in Lake Megory. Yeah. And, and the whole city had an uproar because that Which I don't understand why. Well, that, that alligator had a name, and we'll just say that guy didn't necessarily do the best justice for hunters in the way he confronted the people at the site. So, Well, we'll discuss more about it. Thank you, sir. Next week. Thank you for coming in. You're welcome. Are Great you to awake? be here, guys. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look like you had much fun. Oh, it was, okay. uh, yeah, great time. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll see <laughs> always, you guys next Saturday. Enjoy your week. See y'all. Sure you say that now. Uh, we're going to have a great time. We'll see you next Saturday. Big and Wild Outdoors. Bye, you guys. Have a good day.